Hello, Tatro Radio listeners. It's Joseph again from Team Tatro back with another Tatro Radio podcast episode. So today we're going back to the call in show clips. Today's question is about sound selection. So the person was just kind of wondering how to bridge the gap between the more kind of professional tracks and how to use sound selection to make your song sound more professional. But before we get into the question, I just want to remind everybody about controlfreakclub.com. Go check out all the shirts, the hoodies, um, coffee mugs, everything like that over at Control Freak Club. There'll be more stuff coming soon, as well as memberships on Tatro's YouTube channel. So in June, Tatro will be releasing a new sample pack. So you want to become a member soon so you can get the current sample pack and the next sample pack for free. But that's at the VIP tier of membership. So just go check out all the perks there. And finally, one last thing before we start, I want to remind everybody about FaceX. So Tatro has started a new kind of hyper pop music project with vocals, everything like that. And he is releasing an original song soon in June. So you want to go to Instagram, follow FaceX, that's P-H-A-C-E dot X on Instagram, and you will be notified of everything that's happening. But let's get into the question. Getting to spend a lot more time doing music production, which is cool, which I'm very, very excited to talk to you. I've watched pretty much all of your videos. All of them. Um, well, yeah, I've watched, I've watched as many as I possibly can. That's amazing. Um, Thank you. For but that. what you said earlier where you were saying, you know, it's, it's like you were taking a class in person. You can't just watch these videos as a form of entertainment. Yes. You have to kind of actually put it into practice. And one thing that I'm struggling with is sound selection. Totally. Um, a lot of times when I watch streams or even some of your videos, I think that you guys have done it so much that it's kind of automatic which sounds to pick and which packs to go with. Um, whereas somebody like me who just recently bought maybe 12 to 18 months ago, Ableton, I'm struggling to get my tracks to sound pro quality. Um, and a lot of what I've heard is it's more about sound selection than mixing and mastering. So how is it that you go about figuring out um, which sounds to pick, which packs to use? Cause there's an immense amount of them on the internet. Yeah, that is a that is a great question because I think you hit it on the head where it comes with time and like doing it so much. And then like if you watch any of these live streams that I do sometimes and other people in the chat can attest to this, sometimes I'm jumping to displace and I'm using like the same, like if I'm making a lo-fi beat, I'm like, okay, I know I'm going to use this pack probably. And then maybe I'll search around and find a couple other things. But my main like bread and butter samples, like I kind of have an idea of my library. But yeah. Um, I had this moment too, maybe not even a year or two years ago, where I was I was not feeling like my like not that we want our music to fit in a box, but there is something to say about sound selection and like actually making the kind of music you are trying to make. Like you can sit down and say, I wanna make a trap beat. But if you aren't being like super deliberate about the sounds that you're picking at the end, the end result may not sound like a trap beat. Just surely based on the the sound selection, purely based on the sound selection. Um, And you you might have all the right musical ideas. You might be like, oh, yeah, trap music. They have this like uh, a minor melody here. They've got some like Mm -hmm. low, deep bass here. They've got the these kind of drums and you might get close, but it just might sound like, like something is missing or this just isn't hitting. So what I tried to do, um, to kind of solve that problem was I just started 
paying very, very close attention to the music that I was listening to or like uh, the music that I was listening to that is also the music that I'm trying to make. And then I started um, making sure that I had reference songs in my head. Like, oh, I want to make a song that's mm. kind of this vibe. and But but like it, what I was talking about at the top about like pretending to learn and like, like actively consuming uh, content that you're learning the same thing goes for listening to music because li listening to music is the same exact thing music at, at its base form is a is a form of entertainment and we consume it that way a lot of the times but now that we're we're producers and we're trying to make that music we actually have to switch our brains and start actively listening to that music and paying attention to what's going on and that can that can help you understand mixing better but it can definitely help you understand sound selection because especially at the beginner level what we often do is we just stack layers on layers on layers on layers because we think if we just keep adding more like that's what the pros do right the pros have these super complicated productions <laughs> and like yeah. I gotta keep adding layers but if you really listen to a lot of contemporary stuff like especially the stuff that I'm trying to make like pop music trap music even some lo-fi beats it's so simple and sometimes we put so much pressure on ourselves and we feel like we're not doing enough so we fall into that trap of adding and adding and adding but if yeah you, and, go ahead. And, and that's what's funny is I was actually watching Kenny Beats breakdown of foot fungus that song foot fungus yeah and uh I was shocked at how simple it was. And I think that's where this kind of started my thought process of, you know, maybe it's more sound selection than, hey, let's put, you know, 150 tracks on right. this totally. and uh, we'll, we'll fix it in post. Um, so, yeah, that, that makes sense. So more so listening to it with a critical ear then when you're doing this stuff versus – um, I guess just going through one at a time and trying to pick something that'll work. Exactly. And it's, it's like, it doesn't have to be random. Like a ta like a tactile thing that you can do is go listen to five tracks that you're like, wow, I really wish I produced these tracks and sit down with a notebook and literally just write out, write it out by section, write it out. However, but write out every single sound that you hear. Like, okay, that core synth is like, a, it, they got like that plucked arpeggiated synth in the beginning. Uh, they got an 808 bass, but the 808 bass is super distorted and it has a glide. Boom, write that down. When you get, when you zoom in on that level and really analyze the sounds of the music that you love, then when you sit down to make a project, yes, you're sitting down to a blank empty project folder, but you have a direction to go and you're not like, uh, what sound? I guess this, like scrolling through presets saying, uh, this sound sounds good, I guess. But the other unlock too. And so in addition to that, yes, examine the music that you love pick out the exact sounds that they're using, try to describe them as best you can, and then try to emulate that in your productions and try to make an amalgamation of like all the sounds that you love. But the other thing too is like we are fortunate enough to live in this world where there are very smart sound designers out there and very smart sample creators out there that literally literally will make packs based on the artists we love or they make presets based on the artists that we love. And I've been diving more and more into that lately because I am not interested in sound design. Maybe some mm. people out there are interested in sound design, in which case maybe they'd take the 343 Lab sound design course. But I want to just sit here and make music. So how do I avoid most of the heavy lifting of sound design? Well, if I want to make a pack that sounds like Ariana Grande, or if I want to make a, song, a track that sounds like Ariana Grande, guess what? There's a serum preset pack that I use that has a bunch of sounds that are like similar to sounds you can hear on an Ariana Grande record. Same thing with samples. If I want to make like a, a banging, um, you know, southern trap 
uh, beat or something like that, or even like an LA style, like laid back, chill hip hop kind of beat. Um, guess what? There's packs for that on Splice or on whatever sample library you may use. So like uh, you can limit yourself by that as, as well. Like don't feel like you have to do all the heavy lifting, especially like the sounds that come in Ableton Live are are fine. But with Peace and Love, I don't really use many of the built-in sounds with Ableton Live. But I've mm. seen genius masters like John Selway do sound design and they can make any sound from any synth that they want. Do I want to spend my time doing that? Not in this moment. Maybe someday. But, okay. but, but, but yeah, it's examining the music that you love and really getting zoomed in on what those sounds are. And then like, if you're not down to like sit there and spend a lot long time on sound design, find the preset packs that are, that are in the realm that you want to be in, find the sample packs that are in the realm you want to be in and limit yourself to those. Yes. Your artistic uh, creative touch will be when you say, oh, this sounds pretty good, but I think I want to mix it up and maybe add a violin on top of this or maybe make it sound mm -hmm. a little more like whatever. Like obviously put your spin on things, but you can learn a lot just from like trying to emulate a specific style. And that is how you will get better at sound selection. Like take all the work out of it. You know, like the work has kind of been done. If you want to make a kind of music that's being made already, people have already made the decision on sound selection. Not to say that we sure. can't make our own sound selection and put our own spin on it, of course, but like uh, we don't have to reinvent the wheel every time, you know? Okay. Okay. Yeah, that all makes sense. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate the time and what you're doing with YouTube. I mean, it's helping That's good thousands to know. of people get into it, man. So thank you for what you do and uh, I appreciate the time. Thank you so much, Christopher. So that is going to be it for today's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed that and found it helpful. Um, we're going to have more of these call-in show clips coming up over the next few weeks. So if you like this format, um, there's going to be plenty more of these coming. So keep tuning in to the podcast. And before I go, just remember to check out everything I said in the beginning. Controlfreakclub.com, memberships on Tatro's YouTube channel, and also FaceX on Instagram and YouTube. But that's going to be it for today. This was Joseph from Team Tatro. I will see you guys in the live streams.